are Nazis. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Have You Seen? Uh, the 1940s fascist edition this week. Pretty much, yeah. Yes. I am Kieran, not a Nazi, Lafort, and opposite me is Tom. I don't think he's a Nazi, Webb. I'm definitely not a Nazi. Okay. No. You do have one very suspicious coat, though. Yeah, okay. I have a long black leather coat, but yeah. that, that, that's not enough to make you a Nazi. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking. Um, up front, we should probably say this might be a bit heavy going this week, because we both pitched quite dark yeah. films. Both set during the Second World War, both dealing with some yeah. horrible, rotten people. Yes. Well, I've got I, I, my pitch will hopefully lighten the tone. So excellent. Uh, I'm hoping mine will too. Yeah. Okay. Good. So why don't we let's start with the heaviest of the lot with conspiracy? I think that's a good idea. Do you want to give a just a quick rundown of what conspiracy is all about? Yeah. Sure. Um, conspiracy is a dramatization of the Vancey Conference. Um, this is a, a Nazi high command meeting that took place in 1942. Um, when the the aim of the meeting was to discuss what has become to be known as the final solution uh, and how the Holocaust would play out, so um, it's what can we do with these pesky Jews, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a very obviously very dark subject matter, um, but I, I I feel that it's it's not it's not a movie that leaves you emotionally drained after watching something. Like, like, say, if you watched, um, although I haven't seen it, Schindler's List or mm. other movies about the Holocaust where you see lots of graphic images and stuff and it's very heart-wrenching and mm. rendering this one, I think you, you left with more of a sense of disbelief. Um, yeah, for it's me. still, it's not an easy watch. It's not an easy watch. It's, so why, why don't you just give me your thoughts? Yeah, um, it takes four shots before you realise this is not going to be good. Even if you, uh, just say, for example, you hadn't seen the DVD cover. Yeah. You had, hadn't seen uh, uh, a synopsis. You just flick on the TV and this is what's in front of you. Yes. There's four shots before you see your first swastika. Yeah. And then you think, ooh, yeah. this is not going to be a fun ride. No. Um, most of my notes are more kind of little details I noticed. Okay. Um, overall, I will say the acting is of a very high standard. It is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, David Threlfall occasionally mm. slips into German, I noticed. Yeah, very, very slightly, yeah. 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 Um, and, but he's the only one who does. Everybody else yeah. uses their natural voice, mm -hmm. uh, which is commendable because mm. in a lot of these films, it is lots of people speaking with the German accents. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen people comment that, that they don't do that or it should have been done with German subtitles and I kind of yeah. think that kind of misses the point a little it does, bit. It does, it does. You just need to forget that yeah. that aspect of it. Mm. And I did, like, yeah. almost immediately. And it was only his uh, occasional slips yeah. that kind of reminded me. And there's a Welshman who's a little bit distracting. Yes. One of the guys has a, has a, just a little Slightly Welsh, Welsh lilt. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and that kind of pulled me out of it. I mean, I yeah. don't even didn't even notice after a while that Stanley Tucci was American when everybody else wasn't. Yeah, exa exactly, um, yeah. I think you're so gripped by the subject matter. Yes. Um, Kenneth Branagh mm. dominates. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. Mm. Um, and his character is utterly heartless. Yes. Yeah. Everything he says has an undercurrent and a subtext. Yeah. Now, I'm, 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 before you carry on, I mentioned last week that, that Hitler referred to the to uh, Heydrich, Reinhard Heydrich, as uh, the man with the iron heart. Yes. This is Branner's character. This is Branner's character. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got some of his other nicknames that he. Picked I know up he had a few. Career. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were the Hangman, uh, 
The Blonde Beast. Um, the Butcher of Prague. Yeah, they mentioned that one in the film, I think, at the end. Yeah, yeah, and this one, The Young Evil God of Death. Oh, hell. Yeah, so, I mean... You don't want to be called any of those things. I mean, just seeing that, and this, these were nicknames that were given to him by, you know, I think the, the troops under his command, um, the people on the receiving end of his actions, um, the Allied forces. I mean, I mean yeah. that's... I mean, it's pretty damning as to what sort of a person he was. Yeah. It's clear from his arrival on the scene, he is going to get his way. Yes, absolutely. This meeting is merely a formality in mm. which he is informing the 14 other people around the table yeah. that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned last week, what I find absolutely fascinating is the way he deals with each person on an individual level. Some are bullied. Yeah. Some are coerced. Yeah. Some are just egged on. Mm. And, and I mean, I think there's one scene where they have a break for mm. some food and he talks to two different people uh, in two completely different ways. And, yeah. he, you know, he, he positions himself so he's kind of like, I, I know what you feel, but this is, you know, this is what I think is going to happen and you need to make sure you make the right decisions. And, and, and it's very, some of it is very subtle. And then and other things, he's just like, Will you stop talking? Let me finish what I'm saying. And yeah. he just bulldozes through. Yeah. He gets some lines that are, they're like shotgun blasts. Yes. They just completely quiet everything. And yes. And they're, they're quite chilling. Mm. Things like, uh, uh, death is the most reliable form of sterilization. Yes. Ooh. I know. That's it's horrible. Creepy, isn't yeah. It, yeah. it just silences everything. Yeah. Um, th- there's one moment um, where he. He just gives up some statistics on uh, how many Jews they will be able to deal with on a given day. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's utterly stunning. The, yeah. I mean, the, the numbers he's talking about and the, the pride and joy with which he's saying that. Yes. I mean, One thing you do notice is that when talking about Jews, they don't ever use the words people or person. No. Or man or woman. No. It's always just the Jews. The yeah. Jews. Yeah. A Jew. Yeah. Or, or, and there's, uh, and there's the, the somewhat horrifying thing where they're defining what a Jew is. Yes. Where it's like, you know, how many, if, if there's been intermarriage. Yes. You know, how German yeah. is a person or how Jewish is a person. Yeah. And I mean, some of the criteria are looking, sounding or acting Jewish. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable, and I mean, it's when this is where Colin Firth's character comes into play, and I think yeah. he's absolutely brilliant in this because he, I mean, his uh, viewpoint on the whole thing is that, and what people question about him is he he's kind of always pushing against uh, Hadrick and the extermination, yeah. not because he doesn't agree with it, but because he's worried that it, needs it won't to be, be legal. It won't be yeah. legal. Because yeah. he's, a, you know, they're, they're all, most of them are lawyers, and yeah, know, he and he, but he's the guy that writes the laws for for the for the Nazi party. Yeah, one of his big arguments is you are di- dismissing a law that I wrote. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a uh, yeah. Uh, he was very good. He was at his uh, most unfirth-like. Because yes. he generally is the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. To I mean, some, to greater or lesser yeah. degree, and, and here I, he wasn't. Yeah, it's, I think. It's very unlike him to play such an unlikable character that yes. isn't an unlikable comedy character. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I think... I think. But it, around that table of 15 people, he's one of the most likable. Threlfall is the closest to being a humanitarian and actually caring yes. about yeah. these being human beings. Yeah. And you think that Firth is going to go that way. Mm. 
Yeah, and, initially, and, and, and then and it they're kind all of goading dawns him, on aren't you. they? Yeah, yeah, they're kind of all, all sort of, oh well, you know, you're being light on them. You, you don't, you know, what are you trying to save them? All this kind of stuff. And he gets to the boiling point, and he has that rant where he's living yeah. angry and just, you know, I hate these people, but we've got to do this. We have to do this legally, legally yeah. in the right way. And it's just like, how can you? How can anyone differentiate those two things between legality of law and legality of morality? It's just absolutely stunning. Yeah, I was very pleased to find out at the end of the film because there's texts, because these are yes. all real people, there's little yeah. bits of text that explain what, what happened to people. And I was very pleased to find out that Hadrick suffered a pretty awful death. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. And actually very soon after that conference. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, I think the conference is in January, and I think on my notes here... Um, into the mic, if you please. Sorry, hang on. I'm just quickly glancing yeah. at this. Uh, 27th of May, 1942. So only five months later, yeah. he was attacked by... Um, he was attacked, wounded. And then died from his wounds. He died from his... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, what was interesting... Good. Yeah, what was interesting was he was attacked by a group of Czech and Slovak soldiers mm. who'd been trained by the British Special Operations Executive, which were... Um, <clears throat> they were they were kind of an, uh, uh, a group of a network of spies in Europe um, that kind of coexisted as, uh, next to what is now the Secret Service slash MI6 etc. Mm. Um, and you know I've read up quite a lot on that particular organisation. It's fascinating reading. Yeah. Um, and this was one of their more successful campaigns. Yeah. Um. I will attempt, if I may, yeah. to inject some form of humour and levity into the proceedings. Okay, good I luck. will say that, um, before I close, um, I never want to see this again, and not because it's a bad film. Right, that's interesting. Because I, I, I've seen it quite a few times. Yeah. And I like... I watch it because it gives you such a sense of horror and disbelief yeah i think sometimes you need that slap around the face to realize yeah. that that yeah i've had it i don't want another one really yeah okay. yeah i'm quite ha i'm quite happy having just the one slap yeah yeah, yeah. well i see i'm uh, to me i'm fascinated not only by the history of it but also the psychology of it that's why i've watched it quite quite a few times yeah um because i just you know it just makes my mind boggle yeah it is crazy that mm. i think we said last week this is something you know must have happened yeah but yeah, well, you know it must have happened, but you just can't believe it. Can't believe it did, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I th exactly. I think <clears throat> there are, I have seen somewhere, uh, talking directly about this film, that it's not particularly um, historically accurate or that um, this it's unrealistic to think this meeting took place at this conference, etc., etc. I think based on the but minutes... But there's a page of minutes, so exactly, it did take place. It did place. take, yeah. yeah. It, to, to what extent they went into the subject and stuff... Who knows? Because you'll never know because you never yeah, had yeah. the actual stenographer's notes. But I think that that you know, taking that debate completely out of it, this meeting must have taken place. Yeah. Whether it happened then and there, yeah. that fine, that's up for debate. But this must have happened. I think in terms of in terms of our show, this is more likely to have happened the way you see on screen than the social network. Absolutely, yes, yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I saw somewhere. Um, a portion of a speech given by Heydrich mm. at the Wancy conference that survived. Um, and, I mean, Branner does it verbatim in the film. Yeah. Um, and given what that section was, I mean, I, c I can't recall it, and I'm not certainly not going to try and find it and repeat it, but, it, um, you know, the, they, I mean, they must have discussed this. It must have happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's truly terrifying. 
Um, I did spot Tom Hiddleston. Yes, how baby faced is he? I know. He's unbelievable. Yeah, fresh out of acting school. Absolutely, yeah. Straight from Rada. Yeah. Um, Uh, He must have had a good impact on Branner, considering that Branner directed him as Loki in Thor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Stanley Tucci on the cover of the DVD is so airbrushed (laughs) and so bleached yeah i thought it was ryan gosling <laughs> really? yeah he looks just like ryan gosling's older brother on the <laughs> on the cover that's crazy um you could probably play a heil hitler drinking game yes because it yeah. occurs so many times yeah. in the first 20 yeah. minutes and they yeah. do uh brandon makes a point of saying you know we're gonna we're gonna knock this on the head till the meeting <laughs> yeah he said otherwise if we, if we keep doing ridiculous. this yeah, yeah it will be here all day um that i mean that's the thing is that this is it's going to be quite difficult to explain this without sounding really odd, but <laughs> this doesn't usually stop you. Carry on. There are actually quite a few jokes in this. There are, but they're very dark. They are very dark, and you do feel bad for laughing at any of them. Kind of. Well, I'll put it this way: there are two types of jokes in this. Mm. Ones you're supposed to laugh at. Yeah. Which are, which. I don't really poke fun at anything, but like this that instance with Branner where he's poking fun at the other people. You know, everyone you know, yeah. says, if you keep saying Heil Hitler all day, we'll never get this done. Yeah. You know, that's, that, he does it in a humorous way. But then they're telling jokes to each other about the Holocaust. And it's yeah. just. And they're the ones you definitely shouldn't be yeah, laughing at. I mean, and you don't. You're no. just absolutely horrified when they do. And I just. I mean. I think but you know I, they must have because oh, that's just kind of their world. And absolutely. And, and you, I just sat there thinking. If I was an actor, I don't know. No matter if you know, if I was the best actor in the world, I don't know if I could. E- I could do that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that must have been such a challenge for them yeah. to get in that headspace to think, I, ha- you know, it's okay to do this because I'm acting out what they would have done, and uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I think that that kind of amplifies the the horror. Yeah. There was um, there was one weird little detail that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm that tells you that this was made for an American audience. What's that? Kenneth Branagh uses the phrase the period at the end of a sentence instead of saying full stop. Right, And that yes, really yeah. jarred right. with me. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. And that, that makes it very obvious that this was made for America. Yeah, well, it, was, it was funded by HBO. I don't know if the BBC... And the BBC as well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think they yeah. had a bit of input into it as well. Um, I think we should move away from conspiracy. Okay. I'll leave you with my final note. Okay. that I made as it's finished, which was, great, now I've got to eat. Right. Yeah. It's pretty... It wasn't particularly in the movie for dinner. No, I can imagine. Um, it's a very good film. It's a very powerful film. I think mm. people should see it. Like I, I said, I don't know if I want to see it again. I, I think this is the sort of film that should be shown in history classes at school. Yes, yeah. Because I've, I think I've seen it's a lot a... of talk about this on the internet as well. I was looking yeah. today and lots of people saying, this should, yeah, this yeah. should be shown to school children. Yeah, because it, it's... It, historical accuracy aside it's a very very good way of getting across that horror in a very palatable is the wrong word but very easy to watch yeah because i think this film is very easy to watch yeah it's quite you 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 know you like i said you don't feel emotionally drained at the end you feel horrified and and just like you've been slapped around the face but you know you're not going to walk out of it in tears no um uh, uh, we shall forego customer feedback for conspiracy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, think I will say, however, that I found nothing less than a four-star review. Right. Uh, out of like, 45 reviews, they were all five or four stars. Yeah. There was one one-star review, and that was from a guy whose DVD didn't turn up. 
Right. So this Fair is, enough. Yeah. Uh, which is which is not the fault of the film at all. No, not at all. So um, yeah, this is this is a very good piece and yeah. uh, uh, should be sought out. Yeah, I think if you if you've got any interest in history whatsoever, particularly that period, definitely watch this film. Okay. Should we um, lighten the mood ever so slightly? Yeah, just a, a tiniest amount, and we'll go to Pan's Labyrinth. Should I uh, yeah, re- to... re-inform the listener? Yeah, do, do a quick recap of Pan's <clears throat> Labyrinth. Okay, Pan's Labyrinth uh, was made in 2006 by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, he of Hellboy 1 and 2 and just about everything under the sun these days. I think he's booked up until like 2017 before he can make another movie. Um uh, he can he considers it, and many consider it, his masterpiece. He gave up his entire salary and all of his uh, 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 profit uh, to get this film made. It was his his passion project. Um, uh, it's set uh, in Spain in 1944. Uh, the Spanish Civil War is over, but World War Two still goes on. Uh, there are uh, rebels hiding in the hills around the house of a uh, Spanish. Uh, a captain in the in the fascist army uh and uh to this house comes Ophelia who is a young girl uh her mother is widowed and she has just managed managed married this spanish captain uh along uh, along the way on the trip to the house uh they stop because the mother's feeling ill and the girl sees a fairy and this fairy kind of leads her into a into a fantasy world mm. and we carry on there dividing our time between the fantasy world and uh and the house of the captain. Yeah, um, I'll quickly go through like my first short technical notes. Okay. So I mean, it's stunningly shot. It won. Uh, it won the Oscar for cinematography. Yeah, it's, deservedly so. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful to look at. Um, in the fantasy aspects of it, the animatronics, the prosthetics are just amazing. The fawn costume is yeah, outstanding in particular, is. I think. And, and also uh, the pale man as well. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, it's Guillermo del Toro's forte, uh, that kind of monster makeup thing. Yeah. And, and it's absolutely brilliantly brought to life by Doug Jones. Mm. Um, I mean, he, he is an absolute tour de force in this film. Uh, given that he didn't know Spanish and yeah, and couldn't uh, see out of either yeah, of his costumes. Exactly, or, yeah, I think I think the the pale man he could only see out of the nostrils. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's quite amazing, really. Um, I think I could have watched this without the fantasy element in it at all. Okay, if it had been a straight drama about the family and the captain, hmm. I could have easily watched this film. That's not to say I didn't like the fantasy side of it. I'm, you know, I think it would have, and I think, I mean, it's kind of to its benefit that that, that story is so strong mm. that you could have made a fantastic Spanish fascist drama. Yeah. Um, just the stuff with the rebels and the fascists, and 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 you know, just that entire story could be taken out and done. Yeah. Straight off the bat, um, it's very kind of. I mean, the fantasy element of it is so different to the fascist side of it that it feels very like it's in two halves, mm-hmm. that you've got the two two sides to the story. Um, and I kind of found myself thinking that I either would have preferred none of the fantasy stuff or a bit more of it. But having one without the other 
takes away the entire point of the film. Yes, yeah, and no, I, I, I kind of see what you mean. Um, because it's ultimately, at the end, it's about how children create games for themselves and escape into fantasy yes. to deal with horrible things. Yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, I, t- I totally understand that. Um, You'd be amazed on the internet how many people miss that point. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean that you can you can see that she's obviously, you know, taking herself away from the situation she's in yes. by creating this. But I found that there almost wasn't enough of it. Okay. So I mean, there are some there are substantial sequences of the fantasy element, but there then there will go there are long portions of the film where there are none no fantasy element at all. Mm. Um, and I found myself feeling that the the Spanish captain hmm. is probably the most fascinating character out of the entire film. He's an utter shit, isn't he? It's uh, it's. I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, he's he's kind of like the Spanish Heydrich in a way. He's, he's, like, he's like, he, I get the feeling he and Christoph Waltz's character from Inglorious Bastards yes. would have a tremendous time in the pub together. Yeah, I mean, and everybody else would just be backing away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a horrible, horrible person, Definitely. and I just kept thinking, like, you kind of get tiny snippets of his backstory but not really I, I just love to know why was he like how he was i mm. mean what what drew him to that point so i would you know i would have i'd have loved a bit more backstory and just to know mm. what would what happened to him and i found it like him to for me he was almost the central character rather than the girl yeah he kind it's it's a powerful performance yeah very much so and i think he dominates quite a bit which yeah. is why i'm i, I kind of say it would be nice to bring the fantasy element a bit more i think kind of in the as a section kind of the middle third if you like mm. where the fantasy element kind of disappears quite a lot mm. um and, and that's where i felt it kind of it could have done with a bit more just to kind of bring you back to the girl because I mean, her performance is fantastic as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, the performances across the board are fantastic. Yeah. it was uh, it was written for an eight year old, and when yeah. uh, Del Toro met the girl whose name escapes me, who plays Ophelia, mm. uh, he went back and rewrote it for her to bring up the age of the characters yeah. so she could be in the film. Yeah, and and you know, have, having said all that, though, the ending of the film I thought was perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it brought the two elements together. Yeah, absolutely perfectly. Mm. And um, the tone was exactly right, and uh, you know I, th- I think with films like this, the ending is absolutely crucial yeah. because you gripped through it, and then you get to that point, and then it's a crucial decision as to what happens. And if the filmmakers get it wrong, it just it you just walk out of the film going, oh yeah, oh, I wish it. Oh. That was a bit. People will forgive a saggy middle. Yeah. Start strong, end strong. Yeah. Um, but the, like I said, I think the, the ending of this is just absolutely spot on. Works absolutely perfectly. Mm. I would go into more detail, but I fear spoilers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I think the almost the less you know about this, the better. Yeah. Going in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that was my overriding writing feeling. I thought it was really, really. It was a great, great film. But I just, the, the the balance goes slightly off in the middle for me. Mm. But having said that, because the ending's so strong and the premise is so strong, it kind of pulls it through. Yeah, but I think to put more fantasy in the middle, you need to give Ophelia something, yeah, that's another true. horrible thing to, yes, to retreat from, true. Yeah, yeah. which I think would make it even darker. That, yeah, and absolutely. And it gets pretty dark as it, does. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very difficult balance, I think. And yeah. I think Del, Del, Del Toro has got it as close to perfect as it can be. Excellent. Um, it was yeah, it was a really really good film. 
um, enjoyed it a lot. So marvelous. Yeah. Do you want like, to see to see what the internet thought? Yeah, yeah. I'd be intrigued about this because I suspect it's going to go one way or the other. Now, I said lots of people completely missed the point. Yes. Uh, uh, most of the all the good reviews I found were well written and eloquent, much like Casablanca and all, yeah, the, all yeah. these, these other films. They're all they're all well written and eloquent uh, by people who completely get it. Yeah. So I haven't got any of those. Right. Okay. Uh, I just grabbed a couple uh, a couple of one well, star reviews. Well, one thing I will say before we just quick, quickly send that is that I, you know I watched this last night, so mm. it'd be nice and fresh for today. And I didn't write any notes while I was watching it. Um, mostly because it's a subtitled movie, lots going on. I wanted to pay strict attention to sure. it. Sure. But also because I felt that at the end of watching it, I didn't really know how I felt about it, and mm. I wanted it to sink in and think about it over a period of time before I kind of formed my ideas mm. about it and i think given that space of time if you'd asked me right after i'd seen it what i thought of it i would say i don't really know but now mm. i think yeah actually i really enjoyed it excellent well if you feel compelled to purchase yourself a copy yeah i've noticed that it's currently at the scandalously low price of two pounds 91 for the dvd on amazon you're kidding which is a complete bargain yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. uh so it comes with my highest recommendation mm. speaking of amazon Right. And it's customer review section. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. One star reviews. Oh, God. Beware, this is not a fantasy title. Four exclamation marks. Less than 40% of the film covers the fantasy side. Most of the film is taken up by the violent, twisted, deranged Spanish captain. The violence is excessive and includes scenes of torture. This is not a film suitable for 15-year-olds and not really suitable for over-18s either. It is presented as a fancy film set during the Spanish Civil War. It is, in fact, a horror film. My 15-year-old daughter asked me to stop the film and fast-forward it at certain points as she was appalled at the violence she saw. On top of all this, it's not even in English. It's in Spanish with English subtitles. <laughs> Buyer beware! 25 exclamation marks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty typical of the people missing the point. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. Lots of pe- There seems to be lots of people who've picked up a DVD that quite clearly has a 15 certificate on the cover and yeah. shown it to their kids. That's that's and really, mentally scarred their children yeah. for life. I mean, I think there's a, you know, it is it is pretty brutal, or it's very brutal in places. I mean, it's pretty nasty stuff. But um, as I said last week, it's in context. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, most yeah, of the, most of yeah, it yeah. is perpetrated by the Spanish captain, yeah. mm. which gets over. Yeah. what an awful person mm. he is. Absolutely. I mean, I th- yeah. And without giving too much away, he gets his. Yeah, absolutely. And I I didn't I didn't feel that the violence was over the top. For the character, no, you exactly. Know, it's not like if you see like a really bad action movie and it's stupid over the top, just violence. gratuitous. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. This isn't like that. I think it's completely in character, mm. um, and is very strong because of it. And 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 I and I, I kind of disagree that you know, if you showed this to a fifteen-year-old or a, you know fifteen, sixteen-year-old, which it's been certified for people to see, yeah, I think you're going to have a very strong impact, and I think that's what it needs. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's part of the point of the movie. I have one other. Okay. This is a one star review. And this is somebody who I don't think was paying attention to the film at all. <laughs> right. Okay. It says Be careful. Right. This disc only has a Dolby Digital five point one soundtrack, not the seven point one DTS MA which is on the US version. <laughs> so somebody's not happy that they're missing out on two channels of surround sound, <laughs> <Right>. damn it. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's wonderful. Um yeah. should we pitch? Yeah, why not? Toss a coin, me or you. I think you should go first. You do? Yeah. Okie dokie. Now, we decided last week 
that because this week uh, was so heavy, we would kind of uh, yeah. lighten the tone a bit. Yeah. Um, which I attempted to do with one of my favourite kind of can't help but smile at it movies. Yeah. And I went to buy a copy because I don't actually own a copy. Right. And HMV are sold out. Oh, really? So, you get my second choice. Okay. You get one of my favourite films of last year that we okay. have already discussed a little bit on the podcast. Yeah. Troll Hunter. Oh, right. Okay. Um, a synopsis, if you will. Uh, there's three students who are making a documentary about nighttime bear attacks in Norway. They're Norwegian. It's Norwegian. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, these bears are then found dead in the morning, and none of the local licensed bear hunters can, can claim to have made the kills. Uh, all the hunters suspect there's a man called the Poacher who, who's kind of doing all this. Right. Um, and they all mention that kind of there's something not quite right about all of these circumstances. Yeah. Uh, the students track the Poacher down and discover he's not actually hunting bears but trolls. And <laughs> right. trolls are a staple part of uh, Norwegian mythology. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, after a near miss with the troll, he reluctantly accepts them uh, and lets them into his world and lets him film their activities. Right. So this is all done found footage style. Okay. Uh, it claims at the beginning that it's a rough cut from 238 hours of footage <laughs> right. uh, found on two hard drives that were just left on the doorstep of the production company. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and it has been kind of roughly edited in chronological order. Yeah. Um, I like this. I think it's great fun. Mm. I'm a big fan of... Uh, uh, Cloverfield, which yeah. I think is a great way to do a monster movie. Right, yeah. And this, too, is a great way to do a monster movie. Okay. Um, sometimes, I think, found footage films could be done too slickly. Yes. For example, there's a film out at the moment called Project X. Yeah. In which you see children, sort of 17 years old, quite clearly holding a high-end, near-professional video camera. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all kind of a bit too well set up, and the yeah. shots are a bit too good, yeah. and all the rest of it. This is not like that at all. No. This is not. It's not Blair Witch, no. which I don't like. No, um, well, well, uh, but yeah, it, it's believable because these are like documentary students, and they yeah. make all the mistakes that documentary students would make. Okay, um, it's great fun. It's good humour. I think I mentioned before, it has one of the best religion jokes I've heard in years in it. Okay. And it's quite subtly done. Right. There are also lots of subtle uh, uh, little details, which I think we should cover next week. Otherwise, we sure. I risk giving stuff away. Yeah. Um, but it's got its tongue firmly in its cheek. Yeah. But at the same time, it's borderline believable. Some of the <laughs> okay, early yeah. interviews with the bear hunters, yeah. I'm not convinced that these people aren't actually bear hunters being interviewed about something else and have had their answers taken out of context for right. the film. Okay. It's that good. Okay. Um, you get to see some very pretty bits of Norway. Yeah. And something I think you'll like uh-huh. is they talk about the science of troll hunting. Oh, excellent. Scientific e- explanations for things in the fairy tales. So why right. they turn to stone, why they explode. Okay. Uh, under various circumstances good. and yeah. just a, almost a beginner's guide as to how to fight a troll brilliant um, that sounds like good fun I mean I've I've seen I think I've seen the trailer for it and I, I've seen a few bits and bobs online uh, but I don't like other than what you've just told me I don't really know that much about it so I'm, I'm looking excellent. forward to it excellent cool so your turn okay now where to start that sounds um um, well, uh, funnily enough, uh, when you said, let's try and lighten the mood, I had a couple of options. Mm-hmm. Um, something else you said last week, that's, but I, I fluffed a line and you said we should do a time travel episode this week. Okay. So I kind of thought, well, that might be work. Um, so I found something there. 
I see you've got your flares on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I found something and I thought, you know what, I absolutely love this film. And normally when I pitch you a film that I really, really love, I'm desperate that you're going to like it. Right. Whereas this one, I don't really care. And actually, <laughs> I think that I think chances are you're going to come back next week and rip it to shreds. Okay. But I love it so much. We haven't had a good rant on this exactly. podcast. I, I'm expecting this to be quite an epic rant. Okay. Because I don't think you'll dislike it, but I just think you'll find it utterly, utterly stupid. Okay. I have a feeling you might have seen a bit of it or possibly okay. maybe even seen it about a long time ago. But it's going to be a bit more fun than conspiracy uh, it, it is in which case bring it on it is but it involves <laughs> it involves time travel right war right so I'm tying those two things together Good. and uh, and the worst 80s soundtrack you've ever heard okay and it's called Biggles Adventures in Time now we've hit the point in the podcast where you're pitching me a film I've seen okay but I was probably eight at the time, yeah, that's and I what remember I precisely one scene from it. Right. I thought this might be the case. So However, I I won't lie, I've wanted to see it again, Yeah, but just not been able to track it down. Right. So the reason I'm pitching you this film is because I used to watch it over and over and over again as a kid, mm-hmm. um, and I absolutely loved it, and I still love it now my wife utterly despairs the fact that I love it (laughs) because it's really bad. The dialogue is terrible. The acting is awful. uh, The premise of it is utterly stupid. Yeah, but sometimes a bad movie can be be more fun than a good movie. And I think this is one of those examples where the film is so terrible, it's brilliant. Okay. Um, I'll I'll run you through a few little things about this. Yeah. Um, You won't have heard of any of the cast. Uh, the only thing they do now is there's like the odd TV show on American TV um, or voiceovers in video games and adverts. Uh, the director, on the other hand, um, has directed a film that I really want to see, which okay. was a, a, a never heard of car chase movie called, um, I think it's called, it's, it's Crazy Larry, Dirty Mary or Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. Oh, I've heard like of that. it. Yeah, 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 or Crazy Mary, Dirty it's, Larry. It's, it's like those that. words in some order. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh, I've been trying to track that down for ages, but I haven't been seeing it. But he also directed two films I know you watched a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. At least I think you did, which were Escape and Return to Witch Mountain. Uh, I may have seen each of them once. Right. Okay. Well, he he directed that, so he's he's kind of he was one of those people. He he adventure movies. Yeah. Is what he did a lot of. Um, things of note about this film mm-hmm. it was Peter Cushing's last ever screen appearance so I will recognise at least one member of the you cast will, yeah. and um, I'm not sure that he'd be particularly proud that it was his <laughs> last screen like, appearance it's kind of like how Orson Welles' last screen appearance was Transformers, Transformers the, the movie yeah, yeah. absolutely um, I like the fact that the genre is family adventure sci-fi war nice good <laughs> which is a combination you're not going to see very often no um, things to look out for the flying sequences and the helicopter stunts are absolutely brilliant and I'm not being I'm not being facetious they're actually really really good okay uh, for, for a, a no budget 80s action movie which was I think British funded mm. so at the time probably not very well funded mm. um, they're actually exceptional including a stunt that had never been done before involving a helicopter and a train in, in the same vein as the uh, the Bay Bridge stuff from, yes, uh, exactly. from George yeah. of the Jungle there's yeah, just absolutely. one amazing stunt in the middle of a film that d- probably doesn't warrant it yeah well, and this film 
it was originally written as you know a Biggles adventure based on the books uh, by Captain W. E. Johns. Mm. Uh, but after the success of Back to the Future, they completely rewrote it with a time travel <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Um, it was supposed to be more, more in the vein of uh, like a period adventure like Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's like, uh, hey, kids love time travel. Let's send some Americans back exactly, into Exactly, yeah. 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 And it couldn't be more 80s. He's an ad executive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, other things of note, it was filmed at Beckton Gasworks where they filmed Full Metal Jacket and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That doubled up for the, the Western Front. Hmm. Western Front? Yeah, Western Front. Um, now, I want you to have a guess at what the US gross was on release in 1986. It's probably something utterly pathetic. Have a guess. Like $3 million. Try 112,132. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this bombed, like, critically. Okay, and, what was yeah. the budget? I've no idea. I couldn't find out. Okay. I was trying to find out. We'll, we'll try and do a bit yeah, more we'll research. Yeah, we'll do some research. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm not going to tell you much more. And, I, and like I said, tomorrow... Uh, the next week, you know, have fun ripping it to shreds because I don't care because I'll still love it even, okay. if you do, even if you hate it. Fine. Um, the one thing it did get me thinking, though, was I would really love to see a proper Biggles movie hmm. based on the books, like a proper one, hmm. no time travel element, sod that. And then I came up with the perfect people to write, direct it, and star in it. Mm-hmm. So I might leave that to next week. So once you've watched this and ranted about it, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think my version should be and see if we think it should get made. Okay, excellent. Um, so yeah, so that's what we got. Marvelous. Um, before we wrap up this week, uh, I don't have so much a pitch as a recommendation. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend it to you as well as to the listening audience. Okay. Um, last night was my girlfriend's birthday. Yeah. And we wanted to go and see the Muppet movie, mm-hmm. and we found one screening mm. that was showing after we'd had our dinner. Right. And we went there, and they only had single seats left. All oh, right. Um, so we couldn't go in. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we went home, we put on Netflix, yeah. and we found on there Being Elmo. Oh, I've heard about which this. Which is a, a documentary about Kevin Clash, the man yeah. behind Elmo, the yeah, guy I've who does that. the voice and the puppeteering. Mm. and uh, uh, It basically just, essentially just recounts his life to this point. Right. Um, it's short, it's 76 minutes, Right. it's sweet, it's heartwarming, mm. it's a really, really just nice film, okay. and it shows... I think what a really nice man he is. Oh, right, okay. Um, so, yeah, I recommend it. If you've done the US Netflix trick that we put on the blog, yeah. uh, you'll find it in there. Um, and if you get a chance to watch it before next week, uh, if you get 76 free minutes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'd be interested to hear what you think about it. Yeah, sure. If, if not, I'll try and watch it soon and we can cover it in a, yeah, in a sure. later episode. Um, but, yeah, just kind of after, after a week of Pan's Labyrinth and Conspiracy, yeah, yeah. that... I watched that and it made me feel good. Oh, that's good. Uh, so yeah, that comes that comes with my highest recommendation, right. I think. Oh, well, one thing I, I watched just out of curiosity mm. uh, was a documentary uh, made by William Shatner, where he goes and interviews all of the starship captains from, okay. from Star Trek, and that was surprisingly entertaining. Okay. Um, particularly the scenes with him with the guy that played Benjamin Sisko, who is now like a jazz pianist, and they just sit <laughs> at a piano <laughs> saying random words at each other. It's weird. Okay. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm not sure if you'd enjoy watching it all, but... What's so, the name of it? It's called The Captains. Okay. Uh, just flick through it. Okay. And just have a quick... Because it's quite funny, quite entertaining. Um, like I say, not one... I, uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, definitely watch it. Sure. But if not, just, just see if you can watch a few minutes of it, because it is very entertaining, and Sh- Shatner's just mental the usual yeah bat poop crazy yeah yeah 
So uh, I guess next week it's all going to be about uh, Biggles' adventures and time and uh, trolls. Yeah, could we get out of the forties at some point? Why? Well, because we. T- <laughs> what do you mean? Why? Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, conspiracy. Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, and now Biggles. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. That's, we had a quite a lot of uh, quite yeah. a lot of World War Two. Yeah. Perhaps we should find a film that was made in the forties but set in another time period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen Metropolis? Yeah, that was that was made in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's it's made. Oh, shut up. It's time it's made, shut up. Yeah, and and it's about the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try and find you like something set way way in the future for. Yeah. Okay. All right. Week. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to Troll Hunter. Excellent, and I'm looking forward to Biggles. So, yeah. Oh, um, I should also mention before you watch Biggles, the DVD copy I've got is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to add to your experience, it's like watching a VHS. Oh, good. <laughs> Not only are there tracking lines come up halfway there, through, there are oh, in, interlacing all the way through it. There's a terrible audio mix. I had to have this turned up to like sixty on my TV to, oh to my. get clear dialogue. <laughs> and, it's, and I was and round it's a, at yours, and your TV has clear dialogue at twenty. Yeah. So yeah. oh my. And it's a four by three pan and scan Ooh. just for that extra eighties feel. Marvelous. Well, perhaps I'll uh, perhaps I'll dress up in my best eighties gear. <laughs> yeah, you should. I'll put some Huey Lewis on and I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's another thing. The soundtrack, brilliant. Okay. The opening song I'm going to find on YouTube, and we'll put it in the link dump. Okay. Because. <laughs> Um, it was uh, I used to have a really crappy old keyboard and one of the sounds on it was an orchestra hit which was this really horrible synth sound yeah I know exactly what you mean Yeah, for years I was like I used to hit a note and I'd be like that sounds like something and I don't know what it is and it would drive me mad that I couldn't think where I'd heard this before and then and then and then people were like I must be owner of a lonely heart by yes Mm-hmm. And I listened to it. And I was like, "No, I, ne- I never, I never heard that song when I was that age. It mm. can't be that." Turns out, lead singer of Yes, John Anderson, wrote the theme song, <laughs> <laughs> and it's called "Do You Want to Be a Hero." And it's, it is, it is possibly the most eighties opening can, to a film you can I ever can imagine. Already hear the synth drums, yeah, and the, uh, yeah. And the keyboard. It is phenomenal. Excellent. Good. Should we do the plugs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Righty ho. Well. Uh, shall I do them this time? Yeah, you do. I don't have the sheet. Let's see if I can do it off the top of my head. Oh, God, I can't remember them at all, so go for it. <coughs> you can follow us on Twitter. We are at HYS Podcast. We invite all sorts of feedback. Uh, reviews of films we've talked about, uh, especially films we're going to be talking about on the next show. Mm. So if you have seen Biggles Adventures in Time or Troll Hunter, we invite your feedback. Please send us your thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, best ones get read out. Yep. Uh, we have an email. You can send us long-form reviews, longer-form reviews, not too long, not as long as the Casablanca one, unless it's going to be that funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Which is uh, hyspodcast at gmail.com. We have the blog, of which we have spoken, which is bit.ly slash hyspodcast. And you can find us on Facebook, but I can't remember the Facebook page name. I the, think The Facebook page name is www.facebook.com forward slash uh, have you seen podcast. It is. I'm sure it is. Yeah? I think so. Okay. I'm, I'm 90% sure. Okay, try it. Everybody, everybody now, type in facebook.com slash uh, have you seen podcast yeah, I'm pretty and see sure what comes it. up. Yeah. If it's not us, let us know. <laughs> if it is us, leave a comment saying, yeah, you got it right. Right. Um, we should do our usual round of thanks Yeah. Uh, to Upbeat Productions for this lovely, cosy studio. Yeah. We're uh, back this week. It feels a lot more easy. Lot more yeah. I'm not, I'm not crammed in. No. Uh, in surrounded by books. books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Chapter Media for technical assistance. 
And for the ultimate technical assistance, you want Alexia Mom. Absolutely. uh, Who will get your podcast on the internet with no fuss and no worries. Yeah, and the most magnificent beard. He does have a tremendous beard. We all aspire to it. (laughs) That's it for this week. Uh, We shall see you next week with more uplifting films than than this week. Absolutely. Um, Bye. Bye.